0: Welcome in to your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Tuesday, colder and mostly cloudy. 50% chance of rain and snow. Highs mid 40s, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, colder and cloudy, snow likely in the evening, then slight chance of snow after midnight. Snow accumulation 1 to 4 inches. Lows 15 to 20, north winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. 70% chance of snow. Wednesday, colder. Cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs 30 to 35. Southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, partly cloudy in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 15 to 20. Southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thanksgiving day, windy and not as cool. Mostly cloudy. Highs 45 to 50. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Increasing to 20 to 30 in the afternoon. Thursday night and Friday, windy and mostly cloudy, lows 35 to 40, highs 50 to 55. Friday night, colder and partly cloudy, lows 25 to 30. Saturday and Saturday night, mostly cloudy, highs 45 to 50, lows 30 to 35. Sunday and Sunday night, breezy and mostly cloudy, highs 55 to 60, lows 30 to 35. And Monday, partly cloudy, highs 50 to 55. A Haver woman has been sentenced to 25 years in the Montana Women's Prison, none suspended after previously admitting to causing a head-on crash on Porkchop Hill on US 2 in January that killed 73-year-old Loretta Park of Haver. Lee Lynn Landgraf, 30, was sentenced Monday in Hill County District Court by Judge Olivia Rieger on the charge of vehicular homicide while under the influence. Landgraf will receive credit for 242 days time served and will not have any parole restrictions. She is ordered to pay over $40,000 in restitution. Monday's sentencing hearing included the reading of victim impact statements from several of Park's relatives. They said she was an invaluable family member and they are still dealing with the aftermath of this tragedy. Park was on her way home after volunteering at the Chinook Senior Center at the time of the crash. Toxicology reports showed that Landgraf was under the influence of numerous drugs, including amphetamine and methamphetamine. Landgraf spoke at the sentencing hearing and said she was sorry and ashamed. For more on the sentencing hearing, check out the story on HighlineToday.com. The city of Chinook is preparing for its 36th annual Parade of Lights and 11th annual Festival of Trees. Chinook Area Chamber of Commerce President Daniel Dahl says the festivities are all scheduled to take place on Friday, November 26th, with the parade set for 6 p.m. We'll have all our lights up downtown and we're inviting all the businesses to decorate for it, so hopefully we get some you know, good lights. For the parade of Other events include a vendor fair from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Walner Hall, and a performance from Chinook's Bell Choir at 2 p.m. at First Bank, where there will also be a silent auction from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Santa is expected to make an appearance at Walner Hall from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and there will be a dinner at the Eagles Club at 5 p.m. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is seeking public comment on proposed commercial bait saning waters. Every year, FWP updates waters to allow commercial collection of non-game baitfish. Proposed waters for commercial saning in 2022 can be found on the FWP website. The only proposed change for 2022 is to allow commercial saning in reservoirs in the Arrow Creek drainage in Shodo, Fergus, and Judith Basin counties. A commercial baitfish saning license is required for persons age 15 or older to seine and transport baitfish for commercial purposes and for anyone who sains and possesses more than 24 dozen non-game bait fish. FWP will accept public comment until December 8th via email at fwpfishcomments at mt.gov. Taking a look at local COVID updates for today, we'll start with Hill County, which between Saturday and Monday reported three new COVID cases, 16 recoveries, three hospital discharges, and four COVID-related deaths. Health Officer Kim Berg says three of the four people were hospitalized and they send their condolences to the family and friends of the individuals. Total case count for Hill County, 3,476, 20 active, four hospitalized, 3,387 recoveries, 69 deaths. And Berg says that some of the declining case counts can be attributed to numerous factors, including less tests being run of late, and she's encouraging everyone to remain vigilant over the holiday season. If you're looking to get vaccinated against COVID, give the health department a call at 400-2415. Over in Blaine County, between Saturday and Monday, they were notified of 14 new COVID cases and five recoveries, as well as a hospitalization discharge and a new hospitalization. They've also reported one new COVID death, but they say that is not a current death, It's due to state data cleanup. Total COVID case count for Blaine County, 1,490 with 19 active, two hospitalized, 1,443 recoveries, 28 deaths. Over in Phillips County, between Thursday and Monday, they reported four new COVID cases, six recoveries, and one hospitalization discharge. Total case count for Phillips, 858, 17 active, two hospitalized, 815 recoveries, 26 deaths. We did not receive any other COVID updates over the last 24 hours, so we'll move on to state news. We have not yet received the daily COVID update from the state health department, so we'll move on to other state news. A former off-duty federal law enforcement officer who admitted to misdemeanor assault for pointing an assault rifle at three Blackfeet tribal employees... Who were testing water on his property, was sentenced Monday to five years probation in order to pay over $10,500 in restitution. Harrison Garrett Alvarez, 30, of Cut Bank, who was a Customs and Border Protection Officer at the time of the offense, pleaded guilty in July to three counts of simple assault. The government alleged that on July 24, 2019, three employees of the Blackfeet Tribe's environmental office went to Alvarez's property near Cut Bank to test water. The victims believed they had received permission from Alvarez's wife to test water. However, Alvarez soon approached them, pointing an assault rifle at them and yelling profanities. When the victims explained that his wife had given them permission, Alvarez disputed that fact. Even after the victims told him they would leave, Alvarez, while still leveling the rifle at them, ordered them closer and demanded they drop their equipment. When Alvarez finally allowed the victims to leave, he told them that now they knew he shoots first, asks questions later. All three victims believed Alvarez was going to shoot them and that they were going to die. All three victims addressed the court at sentencing and talked about the lasting effect this assault has had on them. An 8-year-old boy from Castle Rock, Colorado was killed and three others were injured in a single-vehicle crash Sunday morning in Dawson County. The Montana Highway Patrol reports that the crash occurred at 11.32 a.m. at mile marker 18 on Montana Highway 16, when a Cadillac Escalade, being driven by a 15-year-old male from Castle Rock, drove off the left side of the roadway. The Escalade impacted the embankment and came to rest about 10 feet from the point of impact. The 8-year-old succumbed to his injuries. The other three occupants, including a 39-year-old woman from Williston, North Dakota, and a A 10-year-old girl from Castle Rock were transported to a local hospital for treatment. The driver was the only person not wearing a seatbelt. The road was bare or dry, and drugs, alcohol, or excessive speed are not suspected factors in the crash. The Montana Free Press reports that leaders of Montana's K-12 and higher education systems convened on the University of Montana campus Friday to discuss strategic goals and ongoing challenges to improve the quality of education for students across the state. Addressing an in-person meeting of the State Board of Education, Governor Greg Gianforte gushed about the scenes he's witnessed firsthand this year in classrooms. He lauded the passage of a new law in the 2021 legislature that provides incentives for schools to increase starting teacher pay and efforts to increase financial aid, for college students and expand flexibilities in licensing of qualified teachers in Montana. However, Gianforte said the state also faces heavy-handed mandates from Washington, D.C. that threaten our schools and students. During board comment, Regent Robert Nistwin tempered the optimistic assessments of Montana's education system with a gut check called from enrollment figures presented to the regents the previous day. According to those figures, Montana has experienced a 10% decline since 2010 in the number of graduating high school seniors who have gone on to post-secondary education. Of those who do, 12% go to out-of-state institutions and 28% enroll in campuses in the Montana University system. NBC Montana reports that a Missoula mother has been charged based on allegations that she murdered her two children ages 5 and 3. Leanna Gardapi, 34, was arrested Friday without incident after authorities found two children unresponsive in a residence on the 1000 block of Patty Ann Drive after responding to a disturbance call. She faces two counts of deliberate homicide. According to charging documents, the suspect's mother called 911 after receiving a call from her daughter. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat $8.04, spring wheat $9.50. Blaine County, winter wheat $7.94, spring wheat $9.45. Liberty County, winter wheat eight oh nine, dollars spring wheat $9.50. Shoto County, winter wheat eight oh four, dollars spring wheat $9.50. And Phillips County, winter wheat $7.89, spring wheat $9.40. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Arlene F. fisher 82, passed away at Northern Montana Hospital November 17th after seeing her children earlier that day. A graveside service will be held tomorrow, that's Wednesday the 24th, in the Big Sandy Cemetery at 2 p.m. This will be a joint burial with military honors provided for her beloved husband, Lester Ophis. A reception will follow at the Jerry Martin Memorial Hall in Big Sandy. Memorial donations are suggested to Coats for Kids or the Haver Fire Department. Sarah A. Gerber, 31, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Hospital Sunday, November 21st. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held 11 a.m. Monday, November 29th, at First Lutheran Church with Pastor Megan Haywish officiating. Sarah's family suggests memorial donations be made in her memory to the Friends of the Animal Shelter or a charity of the donor's choice. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember, seven days a week we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe out on the roads and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.